I love the passage that we read today from the Gospel of John, where Jesus is telling us that his sheep hear his voice. He says, my sheep hear my voice. And he goes on and he says later, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold and I must bring them in. And he says, they'll hear my voice too. And the thing is, he's saying that his sheep will hear his voice. And yet I grew up in an atmosphere where everybody said, you know, God doesn't talk to people anymore. God doesn't uh, 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 speak to people like he did in the Bible. Uh, that, that time is gone. That's old timey stuff. And that went away with the Bible. And that just doesn't happen. And I've run across people just recently. I run across them all the time. I have a dear friend. I remember one time him saying, well, I've never heard God speak. He's never spoken to me. And uh, he was saying it like he didn't really think that God spoke to people today. It's because of that that I think it's important that we uh, hear some things about hearing God's voice. It is something that uh, is true. Uh, whenever I was uh, just beginning to grow up and began to examine why I did what I did and why other people did what they did, which always fascinates me, uh, I began to ask myself, why do we go to church? You know, if God doesn't speak anymore, if we don't really know anything other than what other people tell each other, then how do we even know this stuff is real? How can we just believe each other and, uh, and, and, and not have anything to back it up? And, and of course, we do have the Bible. But then they would tell me, oh, but the Bible's, uh, it's got to be interpreted. You know, you've got to be educated before you can even begin to understand the Bible. And uh, there was just all this stuff going around. And as I read the Bible, I began to wonder. And I began to wonder, I wonder if God does still talk to people today. I wonder if you can still hear his voice. It doesn't seem like anybody else is listening and trying to hear his voice. And yet we read things in scripture, not in scripture, in our hymnal. Uh, our closing hymn is going to be in the garden. Listen to the words. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear. The son of God discloses. Listen to the chorus. And he walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there. None other has ever known. The hymns that we sang gave me hope, but I wanted to know for sure because I'd never heard God really speak and I wasn't sure he existed. And so I prayed that prayer I've told you about. God, if you're real, let me know. And I really did want to know. And he says, if you seek me with all your heart, you will ever surely find me. And so he disclosed himself to me in different ways. And he let me know that, yeah, you can live a life today just like the disciples lived. 
you can hear my voice. You can hear from God. And I've learned that uh, uh, part of the Christian life, if you're really living the Christian life and you're desiring to know him, he wants to disclose himself to you. He wants to let you know he's real and he wants to fellowship with you. And that's why whenever we repent of our sin and we turn away from it and turn toward God, receive the washing and cleansing that comes through his precious blood, we will receive his Holy Spirit. And Jesus said it was expedient that for us that he went away because he would send the helper who would be with us. And uh, the Holy, then that would be the Holy Spirit and that he would be with us forever. He winds up saying, I will never desert you. I will never forsake you. And the way that he doesn't desert us or forsake us is by being with us through the presence of his Holy Spirit. We can sense his presence and in his presence, we can hear his voice. And I just want to talk to you about this today, about hearing God's voice. It's so important that you hear his voice because you see, your destiny is tied into hearing his voice, who he has called you to be, who he has created you to be. You won't know what to do if you don't really listen to his voice. And uh, in the book of Ephesians, uh, the uh, second chapter, uh, it, he talks out, he starts out, he says that uh, he talks about, well, I'll just begin the first, the second chapter of Ephesians, verse one. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. We've been, we were spiritually dead. When you're spiritually dead, you can't hear anything because you're dead. And uh, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air and the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. It says, among them, we too formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh, of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. We were separated from God. And here's one of those but gods. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, dead in our sins, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ so that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ. For by grace, you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is of God, a gift of God. We're saved by grace through faith, through faith, trusting God, believing God, believing that what Jesus did on the cross was a sufficient price to be paid for our sin so that we could now walk 
in his presence and have his Holy Spirit dwelling within us. He says, not as a result of works, so that no one may be, may boast. And this is the main point that I think I want to get to here. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand those that, so that we would walk in them. So we were created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand. So we were dead in our sins. We were separated from God. But God had created us with a purpose. Even though we were separated from him, he loved us. And Jesus died on the cross and made a way for us to be reconciled to him through his, the blood of his precious son. And then he made a way for us to begin to live a spiritual and eternal life. And in that spiritual and eternal life, we find that God has a purpose and a plan for us. We couldn't begin to follow his purpose and his plan until we received uh, the forgiveness that he offered through the cross and were reconciled to him. But once we are reconciled to him, we're supposed to start getting to know him and walking with him and living the life that he created us to live. Uh, we were uh, predestined for different things, but we can miss our destiny if we are not in Christ. And so we can't begin to know his purpose and live in his purposes until we receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. And so uh, uh, it's very important, it's what I'm trying to say, to hear his voice so that you can discover your destiny. And every one of us, deep within, we know that God created us for a reason. We know that there's something he put us here to do. And we're not going to really know what that is unless we're walking with him. But as we're walking with him, we are fulfilling our destiny. No matter, some people keep waiting till they can be the person they really thought they're supposed to be. You are that person in him and you're going to walk in him. It's, all, it's God's purposes that we want to fulfill and uh, hearing him speak to us about our lives brings clarity. You know, I can remember reading the works over the life about the life of Smith Wigglesworth. I love his name, Wigglesworth. And if you've never heard of Smith Wigglesworth, I hope you won't forget it. And I hope you'll find his biography somewhere and read it because this is the man that, uh, we should all be trying to emulate. And he's the guy that one of these days, I just hope I could be in the place that he was. Because he was in a place to where he had tuned himself in so that he could hear God. That he could be doing something. One time he was just uh, visiting with some friends. And all of a sudden he said, I have to go to uh, such and such an address. And the two friends said, oh, okay, Smith, uh, we'll take you. And so they got in a buggy and they rode over to this place and it was at an intersection and there was a, a grassy hill or knoll. And uh, he said, this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. 
he got out and he walked up the hill and he sat down. And shortly after he sat down, a hiker comes walking out of the woods on one side of this knoll. He walks up the hill. He speaks to Smith. He sits down with Mr. Smith and uh, or with Smith Wigglesworth. And uh, they talk for a while. And then he gets up and he leaves. He comes back down. He says, we can go now. That young man that had come out of the forest needed to know Jesus as his Lord and Savior. He sent Smith there to meet him and to tell him how he could receive Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And then his job was done and Smith could go on. I hope one day I will be able to hear God's voice that clearly. I may never get there because we're all in process. We're all uh, becoming the people that God created us to do. It's a lifelong process, but I am convinced that we can all hear from God. That uh, just like in the Bible, God spoke to people. Today, God speaks to people. And he says, Jesus said that his sheep, we would be able to hear his voice. And if Jesus said it, it's true. And he meant for us to be listening and to hearing. And so uh, I want to talk to you about uh, the different ways that we can uh, come to uh, uh, hear from God. Now, um, first of all, some people think, you know, this is weird. This is supernatural and we don't live in a supernatural world. Hey, and if we're Christians, we're supernatural people. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. That's a supernatural thing. And God does supernatural things in the natural world in such a natural way that you can't even notice that they're being done sometimes until after they are over. And so I would say that we are supernaturally natural, but we need to make sure that we leave room for the supernatural in our lives. That's a part of faith. Being saved is a supernatural thing. It's not just a decision as to how you're going to live your life. It is a spiritual thing that involves uh, things from the outside world, the, the spiritual world, connecting with our world and with our lives. But I want to give you some practical steps today to hear from God, and you'll find them listed uh, there in your handout. And also, I've given you another handout that's 10 steps to hearing from God, and, uh, or, and I'll, I'll share those with you in a minute too. But it doesn't need to be mystical. Uh, you don't have to be a prophet to hear the voice of God. But as we move that way, we develop the ability and it will help us to uh, d discover and start living in our destiny much more quickly if we're able to hear him guiding us. And it's also beneficial for us to uh, develop a deeper relationship with God. First of all, understand and believe that God speaks to you. You've got to believe that the Christian life is a life of faith. And this is the one of the things that you need to believe. God does speak to people today. 
He says, uh, and even Job said, for God does speak now one way, now another, though man may not perceive it. He says, most Christians believe that God still speaks today, but just not necessarily to them. If we continually focus on not being able to do something, the chances are you're never going to do it, right? And so you've got to begin to believe that you can hear from God. If you change your focus and accept the fact that God loves us and longs to speak to us, that's part of his fellowshipping with us and being in a relationship with us is speaking to us words of assurance, words of guidance, word of his, words of encouragement and words of conviction. So he does want to speak to us because he loves us. And uh, if we begin to believe this, there's a, a good chance we'll begin to hear from God in ways that we never thought were possible. There's a spiritual principle that unbelief chokes out the supernatural experiences of God. In Matthew 13, 58, we see that he could do many miracles in a certain town because of the, their unbelief. And so you got to get your unbelief out of the way so that your faith can work. Just like the man whose child was uh, suffering of, uh, of, 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 of seizures and he asked uh, the Lord if he could heal him. And uh, he said, uh, he said, if you can, would you heal him? And uh, but anyway, basically, he said, if you believe, he said, I believe, help my unbelief. I believe, help thou my unbelief. It says in scripture that we're all given, given a measure of faith. All of us have a measure of faith. But what happens, so this is faith and this is unbelief. We also have unbelief, don't we? And what we need to do, many of us live with our, our measure of unbelief being higher than our measure of faith. And our measure of faith winds up being clouded and doesn't work like it's supposed to because of our unbelief. And people try to work on their faith to build up their faith. But really what you need to be working on is your unbelief. Because as you work on your unbelief, your faith is already there is what I'm trying to say. It's just been choked out by unbelief. And so instead of praying about your faith, start looking and examining your unbelief. And why don't you believe? And ask the Lord to help you with your unbelief, just like this guy did when he said, I believe, help thou my unbelief. He can help you to get your unbelief out of the way so that your faith can do what it's supposed to do and be the way it's supposed to be. So it's already there. You have the measure of faith, but you need to get your unbelief out of the way. God longs for us to spend time with him. Sometimes he gives us a, a puzzling dream just so we'll search out the answer. And when we find the answer, it might seem insignificant, but God loves us so much that he is thrilled when we search for what he would find us what he has for us buried even in our dreams. Sometimes we're like buried treasure in our dreams if we'll look there. Uh, many of us 
have, uh, you've heard from God in different ways. Maybe I know one of the ways that I hear from God many times as I'm shaving, the Lord will just put somebody in my heart. I'll see their face. I'll, I'll, I'll remember a time with them. And it just seems so random that all of a sudden this picture of somebody or just remembering being with them or something like that, it'll come. I have learned that that is God prompting me to pray for these people. That uh, because I remember like one guy is a, a fellow preacher, his uh, his he and his wife just kept coming to mind every time I was shaving. I said, what is this? I don't even see them. they live way up there. I'm never around them. What's going on here? Why am I thinking about these people? Anyway, I wound up sitting next to this fellow pastor at a retreat at Lakeview. And I, I just happened to, as I said, you know, I've been praying for you because God's just been laying you on my heart. And I just don't understand why. How's your wife doing? I said, oh, she left me for a truck driver. And I found out, yeah, I was supposed to be praying for them. And uh, that's whenever I, I, I learned this is really important. Whenever the Lord revealed something to me like that, I need to act on it. I may not know what's going on, but the Lord's putting them on your heart for a reason. So, but if you're going to hear from God, you've got to make time for God. It says that in Matthew, in Luke uh, 5, 16, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. So I want to encourage you to make time for God. And in that pad, that uh, handout, 10 Steps to God, it shows you how just, just take 15 minutes and find your own time during the day. Yours may not be early in the morning. Yours may be at night when everything's all settled down. Or it may be at lunchtime when you have a break. But take 15 minutes whenever you can and just set it aside for God. And there's things there that are listed. And I tell you, one of those toward the end where it says, now then just listen for three minutes. I've had people tell me that following this and being silent and just listening for God for three minutes has changed their life because they had before just been too busy and said, you know, when you first started, three minutes seems like an eternity. It seems like forever just to be quiet or not to think about all sorts of other stuff, but to just be quiet and listen for three minutes. Three minutes. It can change your life and encourage you to follow these steps. It'll make such a difference if you'll do that. So uh, anyway, you need to uh, take time. Take time to hear from him. If you don't take time, you're not going to be able to hear. Just like if you don't take time to talk to your spouse, you're going to grow further and further away from your spouse. You got to take time for those people that you have a relationship with. You got to take time for your relationship with God. And then respond to what God says. Uh, in Luke, Jesus says in Luke six forty nine, but the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. And if you get to this point and you know what God wants you to do, 
and you don't do it, don't expect to hear anything else from him until you go out and do what he's already told you. Some of you maybe at one time used to hear from God and you haven't recently. Go back and ask yourself, when's the last time I know he had something for me to do? Did I do it? And if you didn't, if you'll go back and do that thing, say, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm going to do it. And then all of a sudden that'll clear the air and then he'll start to speak to you again. But it's, it's one thing by another. And again, this is important because your destiny, the person you were created to be, and you being that person depends on you doing that. And the last thing, remove any hindrances to hearing from God. And there's uh, quite a few things. First of all, uh, our own theology, the way we think about God, the way we talk about God, our perceptions, our preconceptions of God. Uh, many times we've got to get those out of the way because sometimes we've been taught the wrong thing. We've been taught by people that didn't have it straight themselves. And you need to be open to the fact that God does want to have a real relationship, not just a, uh, a relationship where say, where you just say, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm a church. Yeah, I joined the club. This isn't a club, folks. This is a body of believers of people who all have a personal relationship with God and we all share the same blood, the blood of Jesus. We are all his and we gather here not to be a club or an organization. We gather here as his sheep who are supposed to be hearing his voice and doing his stuff in the world all week long. But our theology can hinder us from hearing. So I encourage you, put aside your theology and start believing that God's going to speak to you. Another thing, uh, just our traditions and forms of worship ties into theology. Some people think God can only speak to you in church. God wants to speak to you all the time. He says in other, other places, scripture says, pray without ceasing. That means talk to God. And when you talk to God, when you carry on a conversation with someone, it's not one-sided. Pray without ceasing means talk to him, then listen to him. Talk to him, then listen. He wants to help you all along the way every day. So uh, don't let your traditions or form of worship keep you from him. A third hindrance is being too busy to listen. And this is the biggest one these days for a lot of people. They just can't take that 15 minutes even. And unless you find time to be alone and quiet with him, you're not going to be able to tune yourself to where you can hear him when you're busy. But our busyness can keep us from hearing his voice. Another thing is uh, we just assume that we know what he's saying. We just assume, some people assume that their feelings are God's telling us what to do. When I first came to know the Lord, I discovered that my feelings, what I felt like I should do, was always just the opposite of what his word said I should do. And so I learned I didn't need to be just listening to my feelings. I needed to be listening to God. Some people live their whole Christian life living in the flesh because they thought their feelings were voices from God. He, he, will, he will give you feelings, no doubt about it. But if those feelings don't line up with scripture, you've got some tuning to do. Because if you're, if it's out of line with his word, 
then you're going just on your flesh and not on the word of God. And so his, his words and his guidance to you is not going to contradict the word of God. And so I want to encourage you as you go out of this week to begin to believe that God wants to speak to you. Make sure and make time for him. Whenever he does speak to you, be sure that you respond to what he says to you. When he tells you something to do, be sure and do it. And then get all those hindrances out of the way. Get the unbelief out of the way. Get all the wrong thinking about God out of the way. Get all of the uh, just different things that clutter your life out of the way so that you can hear the one who created you and had plans for you before you were ever born and desires to help you in this life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.